Hello and a warm welcome to this episode of the PPC Chat Roundup, a podcast where I round up the Twitter discussion that happens on Tuesdays at 5pm GMT. I'm your host Anu and I use this platform to share not just expert but also my ideas and considered best practices about paid media and the direction the digital industry is going in. So if you want to keep up to date with my tips and tricks in the industry and get the latest on the podcast that has been called your go-to if you don't make it to the PPC Chat live discussion and even if you do then like follow share retweet on that right twitter with the handle the marketing anu and to see snippets and quotes from our previous podcast follow the dedicated podcast instagram page at ppcchat underscore roundup so this week we are led by the amazing julie Bacchini, who is co um, and co-hosted by um, Sonica Chandra of CIA Interactive, and they're a, a U.S. Uh, digital marketing agency. Um, they do some amazing work, and um, I think there's a guy called Will Reynolds, who, um, yeah, is one of the leaders there, and he's like a head of innovation, which I think is amazing for um, a digital agency. I actually chatted with him at the PPC chat town hall um, that Frederick Valle's um, around. So yeah, that was really interesting. They have, they've got some really great minds there. So they shared some really great ideas and strategies for um, the topic that we're, we're on today. And the topic is um, getting the most out of your query data. Um, yeah, so it was a really great um, conversation today. And I think we've had some really great hosts um, recently. We've had the likes of John Lee of Microsoft Advertising talking about Microsoft Advertising and Kirk Williams, who is um, our go-to Mr. Google Shopping, talking about shopping. Um, and yeah, and now another great one and very interesting one. But I will pause here and say that if you would like to co-host on a topic that you do feel strongly about, reach out to Julie with the handle at Neptune Moon. Um, I'm sure she'll be happy to chat about that. So let's get into talking about all things search query data and seeing interesting ways um, that we can get those um, search term data outside since, yeah, Google has been doing some really interesting things in hiding them for us. So Julie starts off saying hello and thank you for joining me today. Very excited to have Sonica Chandra um, from Sierra Interactive as today's guests, uh, today's guest host. Um, but first, how are you today? So yeah, just a little bit of a roll call. We've got Julie Advice joining us saying hi, PPC Chat fam. This is a short week for us that we had Friday and Monday off. So we, did we? In the UK um, and you know what that means and you know what happens when the office is closed for two days so yeah loads of emails I imagine and possibly reports <laughs> that needs to have been done on Monday. Amalia joins us as well saying hi also excited to be here and loving having um, Sonica Chandra as the guest host and better doing better than yesterday really needed my pump up playlist also excited that Snapchat Snaptech marketing my work is going to be joining us today nice Give us a follow. Absolutely. And followed as I am reading this. Um, so, yeah, Julie goes, um, Sonica, if you could, would like to introduce yourself and Sierra Interactive, that would be great. Um, and yeah, we've got um, Sonica going, Hi, PPC Chat. My name is Sonica and I have been with Sierra Interactive, a big data digital marketing agency, for a little over three years as a data strategist and PPC manager. I specialize in using search data to search, search data to improve account efficiency. Excited to dive in today yeah that's definitely um someone i feel that we should be listening to when it comes to search query data Nava hopkins also um 
um, joins us today saying I'm in a hyper content mode, lots of interesting updates, which means I need to find the right Star Wars puppy anal analogy to turn depressing or interesting data and action items into fun content. Yeah, I think there's loads, loads to choose from. So enjoy that, Nava. Um, before we start, and I also definitely want to mention on the podcast as well that this chat is intended for PPC professionals of all levels. So if you have something you want to share, please do. We are a friendly and supportive community. Please, so do not be afraid to participate. Lurkers are, of course, always welcome too. And I lurk a lot because I've not really been in hands-on doing um, PPC um, PPC yeah just ppc management so some of the things that when when the questions are like what are the latest things that you're seeing it's hard for me to uh, answer that because i'm not um, into the weeds of ppc accounts so i was listening a lot and happy to share some of those strategies with you guys um and yeah Mali right lures um roots as well so i love this intro and also feel like we need to be friends because that sounds amazing and it's similar to what i do yeah i i wrote over the weekend as well that twitter friends are my friends we we make true friendships here once i started talking about marketing it just opened up the floodgates of amazing people, new followers. I've gone over a thousand now. I'm hoping to hit 2000 by summer. I, I thought I would only hit a thousand by the end of the year, but no, I'm being more motivated. I hit a thousand by March. And so now I'm hoping for 2000 by summer. Can you guys help me with that? Just about over 900 left. I think about 960 followers left for, <laughs> for 2000. But I believe in myself. Um, Brett Bodowski also joins us saying, as always, super excited for this uh, week's PPC chat. Also excited because my vacation starts tomorrow. Oh, first time he's taken off in a year, he says. That's nice. Jenny Williamson as well joins us saying today's a good day. Spring made its way to Minnesota with an 80 degrees Fahrenheit weekend. And her new plant is sprouting. Amazing. Um, so yeah, getting straight into the chat, we'll get with our number one question from Julie, because they're like about seven or eight today. Um, she asks, what's your go-to process for analyzing query data? For example, I combine X data sources and fill in the blank. Um, and yeah, we've got some really great answers, starting with Sonica going um, at Sierra Interactive. We start by combining paid search query data with organic keyword ranking data from our partner or authority labs to find gaps in performance think good organic rank plus low paid conversion rate or bad organic rank plus expensive cpcs she continues saying this allows us to find search themes that we can either expand upon or optimize if they're low performing um yeah sierra replied how can you combine seo and ppc data check out this guy so there are loads of links which can be found on official pc ppcchat.com again that's official ppcchat.com um and so yeah julie has said that she's going to add that to our um recap post nicole replies to um, question one in atsia we also use these findings to help in developing paid social ad copy and landing page strategy and that's a really good way of bridging the gap between PPC and CRO and using that data to know what kind of keywords and what kind of content should be on the landing page. Great strategy there. Um, Amalia replies to question one as well as saying SQR plus, an plus analytics plus some engrams plus Excel pivot tables equals to a delightful query data soup. Mm, love a, a, like a nice data soup. 
And in response to question one as well, we've got Nava Hopkins going, I pull in the match keyword to see if there are any ex accidental duplicates, plus assess if I'm inventing, um, investing in the right keyword champion. I'll also segment by conversion action to get a sense if the query is driving top or bottom of funnel conversion actions. As she continues saying, I'll, I'll, I'll also check search term data organic I'll also check search term data against organic search console data to see where there's overlap and if it's possible to target high value terms that the organic team is struggling to rank for or overcome the reason for their bounce traffic. She then finally says that on one other note, I will always check my historical data bias against Google Trends to see if a given keyword represents how most folks are searching or if the winds blow in another way, especially useful now that we don't have full search term data. And then we have Melissa McKee replying to question one saying, I always start with the search query analysis that Adalysis serves up. Best place to go for low hanging fruit, good and bad. Then I pull raw from Google ads into Excel and run some pivots. I <laughs> love me some pivots. <laughs> um, also, we've got Brett Badowski replying to Amalia when Amalia talked about SQL and analytics and some engrams and Excel pivot tables, making a nice data soup. He replies to that saying all of this plus a screen that highlights trending queries in your account. And I think he's talking about that script that is um, by the search um, search guy NL, which is Nils Rugemans. Um, and he has, and yeah, Melissa replies to that saying, yeah, yes, um, the search guy NL has a great trending search queries script. And then, yeah, we have um, Sam also replying to Amalia and he says, uh, yes, this is pretty much what we do. We'll pull our Google lols plus Bing. They're nice together with analytics, then overlay Moz plus SEM rush data to find gaps. Snap Tech Marketing replies to question one saying we use the search query data we can get from Google ads and from Google analytics chat with our SEO team and see what information they can add by collaborating with our media team. We'll also use Ngram scripts to find additional terms to target or remove. And this is what I love about all this advice and even, yeah, SnapTech talk about it. It's all about cross-team collaboration, cross-channel collaboration. And it's what I've been saying and I'll keep saying it until I make sure that everybody has gotten it about the fact that silos do not work. You do not, that, you know, you, no channel works in a silo and different channels can help each other. And Snapchat, you do agree with that saying cross-team collaboration on client accounts is super important to us. It is super important for your clients and for your brands. Then we have Jenny Williamson replying to question one saying, I've been pulling query data from ad platforms to so campaign plus ad group level to find overlap plus Google Analytics to understand what's working or what's not. When I can, I like to match up paid queries with organic data as well to find gaps or areas where they can support each other. Um, we also have Julie replying to question one saying, I do also like to review search console data periodic periodically to see what I might be missing on the paid side of things connect google search console to your google ads account if you can i love the idea of that um SnapTech replies to that we've all SnapTech replies saying that we've also found that this connection means we get call tracking ad extension numbers disapproved less frequently win win and yeah julie agrees with that saying that it although why it helps with that is baffling to me yeah i don't see how that really should help um and then we've got um yeah Julie going on to question two, saying, what are your primary success metrics 
for your queries. So is it conversion rate, click-through rate, etc. Um, in reply to question two, Amalia kicks us off saying, it's my favorite answer in marketing. I even have the t-shirt. It depends. Love it. Generally, conversion rate data combined with volume metrics in lower volume accounts, we will also look at higher funnel softer conversions and in e-com ROAS. I'll say that a second bit again. Generally, conversion rate data um, combined with volume metrics in lower volume accounts, we will also look at higher funnel softer conversions and in e-com ROAS. SnapTech replies to that saying, our primary success metrics from queries vary by account type and goal so yes in reply <laughs> mimicking amalia's it depends in general conversion rate and ROAS are key but we also use the top conversion parts report in analytics to ensure we aren't missing any any steps um and then yeah they say that as um, amalia says often it depends never replies to question two saying i look at the conversion rate of cpa for the conversion action the query drove a super low cpa with a high conversion rate for branded query is cool and all but kind of expected because much more interesting when that happens for a breakout search term. Julie replies saying that conversions are the most important generally, but seeing which queries are clicked on can be very eliminated and lead to decisions that increase conversion rates. Most search campaigns that we work on aren't awareness focused, but are conversion or action focused. Um, and then we've got another answer from Nava about question two saying, I almost never look at CTR because it's loaded. I don't care about the individual instances of the conversion rate because one click that led to a hundred percent conversion rate isn't helpful. Seeing the root terms that empower conversions is far more interesting. So use filters, um, she says. Um, and then, yeah, Sonica's answer to question two comes in, but we missed it. <laughs> we initially missed it because she didn't put the PPC chat handle and to make sure you guys put in the PPC chat handle if you're joining the twitter conversation guys um so anyway sonica replies saying that um when scanning for irrelevant query themes or mismatched intent we start by breaking out breaking our query list into n-grams easier to scan we drop our data into um microsoft power bi um, and analyze the average cpa of the n-gram or bi-gram as compared to the account average cpa to id outliers um, and then, yeah, Sears in the, the Sears account. From the Sears account, we've got, we drop Sears use case for engrams here. And there's a link to that all on the official ppcchat.com site. Ken Chang replies to question two saying, if we have tracking attribution installed, we must definitely look at conversion rates. If no attribution, then CTR. Um, Jenny Williamson's replies starting off with, it depends. And this is to question two. Still saying, usually both conversion rate and CTR along with ROAS or CPA were applicable with each being weighted differently based on the account, volume or types of conversions that are coming in. It also differs for lead gen versus e-com. So yes, it's actually really good to know what are the differentiators of what you will actually consider well differentiating factors of what you're going to consider um and then yeah judy takes us to question three saying that building on some of the answers to question one um at sia we don't live in silos yep as i said earlier are you leveraging other platforms search term reports organic data if so how yeah so those loads on answers people giving the examples of how they um leverage organic and you know seo data which is great 
And an answer from Sonica to question three is, um, in addition to regularly using organic ranking data, recently I have been playing with search term reports out of Amazon ads to join with our Google search term reports with the goal of finding trends between the two platforms. That's very interesting. Um, we've got an answer from Sam to question two saying, I tend to work backwards from the client's desired outcome plus the intent level of the audience. Conversion action sets are wonderful for this and really, really underutilized he continues saying the other big one for me is net profit intermediate and more accessible or widely used metrics like ROAS are like gasoline potentially useful plus potentially dangerous just depends on who has their hands on it and he finally says that other stuff other stuff click-through rate conversion rate quality score whatever tends to be more like an rpm gauge to me versus a kpi it is useful for understanding where there might be opportunities but rarely is solving for it um, the right life choice but rarely is solving for it the right life choice yes that's what he said (laughs) And then in response to question three, we've got SnapTech Marketing um, going, we're big believers that even if we're operating on one platform for our clients, that we need to be leveraging the data from a holistic perspective and working with any third party providers. We'll work with the social team around messaging um, and they continue our SEO team members on queries, our analytics teams on understanding the best places to send people and look at all the data from from a holistic perspective. We don't believe in silos either. 10 points for you guys at SnapTech, definitely. Um, and then you have got Ken Chang replying to question three. And instead of him putting A3, he puts Q3s and Q2s to his. <laughs> I wonder whether he knows the rules of PPC Chad. Hey, anyway, so um, Ken replies to question three saying the search terms report from Microsoft ads has been more insightful later. Nava replies to question three saying, yes, the easiest way to break down silos is to build in audience cultivation workflows, analytics, UTM parameters, as well as message mapping according to traffic source. When all channels work together, it's much cheaper time over money to get winning results. And she continues with another useful function is to build in automatic data sharing, search data, search term data and search console data between terms. If the organic content team knows something converts, they can be empowered to invest. Same with high value but low search volume terms. We then have Sonica replying to question three, um, again saying that, I think, yeah, this is like a second answer to it, saying don't forget that most platforms that allow you to run ads will provide a query report that you can leverage to understand your broader market. Think outside the Google Bing box. I like the idea of that because I feel like we always think search term data, Google or Bing. Search terms, there's loads of areas and especially with the new um new ways like not new anymore i think um um what was it julie mentioned about how it's been almost like 12 months now um of google not allowing us to see all of our search term um, data reports it's it's high time for us to like you know take opportunities of where uh, what other platforms we can see search term um, data and for other platforms to actually step up really maybe they're leaving a gap here google are 
who knows? And this could be the time to knock them off their uh, monopoly perch, is what I'd like to call it. Um, and then, yeah, we've got Julie answering question three, saying, I do love me some Google Analytics. And as I mentioned in A1, Google Search Console, which you can also connect to analytics. I use keywords everywhere and do some manual searches from time to time to see what else is suggested or related. Um, and then, yeah, we've got dog replying to question two saying for me, the core is, should we be showing for this search term followed by, should this ad or landing page show for this term? I think the hard metrics tell us something different that common sense in a lot of, um, than common sense in a lot of cases. Um, and then Jenny replies to question three saying, I like looking across all ad platforms that the client is on in Google analytics and communicating with my SEO counterparts to understand what data they have. Also the SERPs for research plus other people searched for suggestions um and then we've got um i think yeah this is part of the eighth questions answers to uh, to question three amalia goes half the battle is setting up google analytics and reports the way you want them or need them it shouldn't be called google analytics it should be called google data dump we have to do the analyzing <laughs> yeah it's a lot of data dumping and um then just them just arranging it with the different tabs that they've just decided to give you um and then yeah we've got julie going on to question four and we're halfway through um this afternoon and we're already halfway through um the the the, the chat at this point and she asks what tools and automations are you leveraging to analyze large data sets at scale on average how long does each analysis take now knowing that a lot of um my um I've called call them colleagues, the, the the my my amazing Twitter friends and Twitter colleagues here who are in the who are PBC managers beginning of this month, as most my beginning of months are, was um, you know, monthly reporting time and especially thinking about how year on year would be very confusing because yeah, we've been in COVID times for the past 12 months for those who've been hiding under a rock. Um so yeah you know, that whole automated, that whole reporting times and analyzing large um, data sets, that must have been a bit of a headache this month, don't you think? Um, and yeah, we've got Sam replying to Amalia because um, talking about net profit, where Sam was talking about net profit, intermediate uh, metrics like ROAS being like gasoline potentially useful potentially dangerous just depends on who has their hands on it amalia goes this is a good point i look at rising tides lift all boats as a mentality if everything getting better revenue wise across the organization whether or not we can attribute it to a special for a specific platform and um yes sam replies yeah i use something similar marketing profitability ratio basically all marketing expenditures expenditures versus profit it's dreadful in the short term but long term it can help you to see how efficient you're being with your marketing spend which all all businesses are very big on knowing about so if you can really do that seeing how marketing is being efficient with spend you're going to be a winner um, amongst all your all the leaders in your company um, Melissa McKee replies to question four saying, like I said, in A1, analysis does a great job surfacing key as search query data scripts do too. So, um, using some of, um, using, using some type of tool automation is crucial for accounts with thousands of keywords. Yes. I learned that early in my career and then that, that's why I fell in love with scripts. Um, Sonica replies to question four saying, are you all sick of hearing <laughs> about, um, Microsoft power BI yet? Yes. She's mentioned that quite a few times. 
Um, so yeah, guys, use uh, Microsoft Power BI, but she also recommends a few others saying it's my, it is my most frequently used tool to analyze large data sets at scale, but we have recently been using Optimizer and Kenshu to help us identify trends in our data as well. Again, Ken Chang, um, replying to question four by tagging it as Q4, um, <laughs> big ML and Google collab. Um, his answers question four. Um, and Amalia goes, I'm just getting into um, MS Power BI. Thanks to Corey Hanks. So excited to see what I can do with it. Jenny Williamson replies to question four saying, optimizer, Google Data Studio, Excel, Google Sheets. And I have a nerdy obsession with Power BI for larger data sets. It's been really great for me for looking at a lot of data from different perspectives at the same time without a whole lot of time consuming legwork. Um, Nava replies to question four. Um, yeah, replying, uh, I think, yeah, she there was a first part to this that I missed. She starts with Data Studio and Google Sheets. Excel are great free options in terms of time. It depends. When I'm doing client work, analysis is maybe one to two hours per week per client to make sure they're on the right path. When I do PPC content, it's at least 10 to 15 hours hours. Wow. Um, she continues saying it's important to factor in what we're analyzing. Keyword search term analysis doesn't take nearly as much time as ad creative analysis or buyer persona creation, creation or benchmarking. Shout out to all ops marketers who put up with all our wild and crazy requests. Absolutely. And then we have Julie taking us to question five saying, when analyzing your query data, what insights and opportunities do you typically find? Um, Melissa replies to this one saying, for one thing, I see how crappy some of the matches are. It's shocking, really. Yeah, when I was in um, the hands-on of of doing hands-on, you know, PPC account manager, looking to accounts and looking at search query data. I was mainly looking at search query to see where I need to add negatives to the accounts. Every once in a while, I'll see a keyword doing well, having a high CTR, having a high conversion rate and add, you know, add them as an, um, an actual keyword that we're bidding on in our ad groups. But for mainly, most of the time, it was bulk adding um, negatives against ad groups. Um, so yeah, SnapTech replies to question five saying so many questions that can be great blog or FAQ content terms that we can, um, negatives. Yes. Terms that we can turn into our own campaigns, into their own campaigns and target individually. Yes. That as well. Um, Amalia replies as well saying, um, lots of them insights into how Google reads our site and how terrible it is at matching intent. We also find content ideas, terms we can negative terms. We can break out into their own campaign. I'm a hard no with broad match, but sometimes it's I opening yeah hard no with broad match um especially with the fact that it's been mostly pulled into phrase um sam replies to question five saying they usually fall into fall into four buckets one gaps plus misalignment in our current strategy two areas where we're spending with suboptimal return three user behavior plus preference evolutions for marketplace changes he continues disclaimer most insights People find our noise, not signal. So the first step step is to ensure you're looking at a robust plus representative or close to it sample size. Just because term X has a 30% conversion rate doesn't mean it's the new hotness. And he can finally say um, sample size matters, seasonality matters. Make sure you're looking at a sufficiently large data set before you start making changes because luck plus weirdness dominate in the short term um, while for fundamentals tend to win out over the long terms and i'll add to that 
fundamentals always tends to win all the time. Stick with the fundamentals, be patient and they will win. We also have Nava replying to question five saying, I find what I'm looking for. The mindset you analyze your data with absolutely influences the outcomes. Um, one, am I looking for spikes in cost and whether they're warranted because they lead to better customer value? Two, am I looking for inefficiencies or winners? She continues saying, once I know what I'm looking for and I'll try to limit data adventures to a single objective to maintain quality of outcome, I can apply realistic benchmarks to the search term data. And then we have um, Julie replying to question five saying lately negatives to add, but also you can learn about intent and substages, substages of a searcher's journey with the queries, find data points and items you should be sure to address in your content. Um, and then, yeah, we've got Jenny Williamson replying to question five saying negatives and a lot of relevance insights lately, plus how Google's reading the landing page for content ideas, account expansion opportunities, deeper insights into searcher intent. Sonica replies to question five saying, this is my, it depends answer. Some quick wins. Number one, root terms that we can add to an account wide negative list. Two, high performing themes to expand upon. Three, root terms that are crushing it on PPC that we can write organic content around. Four, ops to improve at copy. And then we have um, Julie giving us question six, saying it's been six plus months since the Google Ads search term report update. Ah, so not 12 months, six plus months. Are your accounts continuing to be impacted? What creative strategies or tactics have you leveraged to circumvent the query data loss? I think, do think a lot of great ideas up around that have been given already um but yeah let's keep on with that and um but a nice um answer to question five that see the seer interactive um, profile gives says um as nicole in a box mentioned we also leverage this insights to find landing page optimizations or inspirations to improve user experience will reynolds explains it beautifully here so yes that's will reynolds who's their their head of innovation um, and then, yeah, we go on to our answer to question six from Snap Tech Marketing. We've got our accounts are definitely impacted, mostly being low volume. We see even conversion queries not reported on. Our media team is leveraging Google Analytics reports more, and we've really tightened up all our match type targeting. That's a good one. Amalia replies saying that we still see lots of data loss, even from converting queries. We've adapted all our processes to use what tools we do have, like analytics, and leverage negatives more. Um, David Kyle replies to question six, saying viewing them in Google Analytics because they are all there. Um, I don't know about they've been all there. I think some people will say that, especially like shopping data, can't really see all of it in there. Julie replies to question six, saying definitely being impacted some very significantly. For now, I can piece together at least some of the missing query data in analytics. Not ideal, but better than nothing. Interested in what others are doing for sure. Um, more answers to that one come from Jenny Williamson going, yes, I use a script that identifies the percentage of queries missing from Google's reports. Some clients are seeing 60, 60% plus missing terms, 60%. Wow. I've been relying more on Google analytics query reports. Very interesting to hear what others are doing. Yeah. Everybody is all, <laughs> all interested to hear what we're all doing. Sonica gives her answer to question six saying without getting too deep into the update and its implications. We have been working hard to find alternative data sources to help us understand search trends. This includes platforms outside of Google, as well as using audience and placement data to find bad 
intent. Um, and then, yeah, we've got um, her finishing off saying, I can't wait to hear everyone's answers to this one. Everybody's just keen to hear everybody's answers to this one. But I'm glad they give their good answers as well. Um, Nava replies, new TMs. Even if I can't see the full query, I can make intelligent guesses about what the query might have been based on the match type. Um, and she gives, I hope, I'm going to try and read this out. But if you don't understand it, I, I think it's better to go on her profile and look for this tweet. Um, basically, she, she gives um, open brackets, quickly open brackets, LP URL, close squiggly brackets, question mark, match type equals to squiggly brackets, match type, um, and device equals to squiggly brackets, device and keyword equals to squiggly brackets, keywords. I wrote an SEO journal post on this another link that will be on the official ppcchat.com site. Um, and then, yeah, we've got answer to question five though. Brett um, replies saying that if I see queries that perform well on shopping but don't exist on the search side, then I'll normally test them out. Also find opportunities like negative keywords that need to be added. Lastly, I look at what does well with paid, but we're not ranking for organically. And we have Brett as well replying to question six saying accounts are surely being impacted by the obscuring of search term data. Nothing is worse than not being able to see a search term that lead that led to a conversion. Excited to hear how others are dealing with this. So I think that's just the um, the, 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 the most common of the um, sign offs to all our tweets to answer questions to, to answers of question six. Um, Navar also replied to question six um, saying, um, yeah, make friends with other departments, get insights into why lead dies or items are returned, create content that speaks to human concerns and the semantics of the query wouldn't matter, although we might all find ourselves using phrase match now so yes again make friends with other departments a good one um and then yeah julie takes on to us to our last question which is a bit of a will be questions within a question and where she goes do you have any questions for sonica and sierra interactive about query data now let's see if we got some in there um brett um replied to that saying what can you tell us about saving the saving benjamin tool are you regularly using this and i did a, a bit of a, a naughty naughty one for brett saying that Brett, you broke two PVC chat rules here. Why are you doing this to me? Basically, he didn't give um, the, the the answer, the say the question he was answering, um, nor did he tag PVC chat. And that upset me a little bit, I must say. Um, anyway, we've got, um, yeah, CEO game would love to take questions. Um, and Amalia goes on to answer, uh, give um, a question for questions, a question for um for question seven, even um, what's your best resources for learning Power BI? Also, sorry if you have answered it else somewhere. I don't think she has, and there's a link for the resource of that. Um, and then I think in reply to Brett's answer, let's hope I feel that there would have been one apart from my telling him off there. Um, no, no, none that I've seen in there as well. Any other questions for um, Sonica? Yeah, Julie goes gives one saying, are you doing anything now to prepare for either keywordless search targeting or at least the continued demotion of keywords as a targeting factor in search ads? Sonica replies, we are working on testing other targeting methods that we have control over as our primary or secondary targeting method behind keywords. Think audiences, placements. While we have no info on the future of keywords, it is best to prepare 
for the worst. I think we've, yeah, we've started doing that since as far back as when um, close variants for exact match was introduced. Just prepare for the worst. Um, and then, yeah, I think that is um, our, our the, the end of our chat today where, um, yes, we've got Sonica from Sierra Interactive. We've got Amalia and her team of SnapTech Marketing um, joining us. And, you know, we got some great answers about that. I think my biggest takeaway is that channels are not working silos. PPC should especially um, get information from the SEO team or an organic data team or and social media team um, as to how how to get data in terms of how, how their keywords are working and that can even help to build better content for your landing pages um so yeah that's um our great chat for this week julie goes next week's chat will feature richard fergie and the topic will be ppc forecasting which i think is like very much the mis- should be renamed the mysterious art of ppc forecasting because it's pretty much like putting a finger in the air and guessing what the future is going to hold especially during pandemic times so yeah hope you've um, found that chat very useful and very um um insightful um, to learning about better ways to um get more data around search query um reports um if you want to chat about this topic or any paid media or data analysis solutions get in touch with me by sending me a message or just following me on twitter on my handle the marketing anu um, and also find me on linkedin i love accepting connections especially if you work in digital marketing or any um any marketing field i love i love learning about that kind of stuff so yeah just follow me just find me on my name um anu adikbola or follow the marketing anu as i put all my posts as i sign off all my posts with that as well so yeah remember for your campaigns or campaigns or businesses to glide smoothly there's a lot of hard work needed beneath the surface so keep your swans kicking bye <laughs>